Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by special guest speaker, Rick Casto. Good morning. I know you guys just couldn't wait to hear me speak, right? Like, Rick who? Thank you, sir. I have a funny story to me, but not maybe to you. Um, So I do a lot of stuff on the side, and I enjoy it. I used to do, uh, I was a sheet metal worker, so I used to do lots of welding and air conditioning and, you know, wrenching and all that stuff. I enjoy it. Love working with my hands. Has anyone ever complained to God in here? You did raise your hand back there, didn't you? All the way in the back, yeah. And so I, I was whining, you know, God, it would be nice if someone would just ask me to come speak at their church instead of fix their air conditioning in their attic. That wasn't aimed at you. <laughs> that wasn't aimed at you. Addicts are a lot of fun, amen. Negative. So I was whining, and uh, I do a lot of work for a friend of mine who runs the Assembly God camp at Granite Hills for all the conferences and whatnot. And so they just have a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed. So he's like, hey, Rick, can you come fix this? And I go there, and it's always this big bag of worms, you know? People that have worked on it that aren't contractors and just all kinds of fun and jerry-rigged things that you're like, you walk into it and you're like, oh my God, I almost died. (laughs) Electrical stuff, just fun stuff. Anyways, and so I was driving up there whining. It's kind of funny. God didn't say anything either. You know, he's kind of funny like that. He's just kind of quiet. I'm like, hmm. I feel a spanking coming on here. <laughs> and um, so, get back. Um, Daniel calls me yesterday, first thing in the morning. Hey, Rick, I know this is short notice, but can you come speak for me? <laughs> and then I was like, man, I wish I would have had a little bit more notice. Aren't we a mess? Amen. Amen. So it's always good to hang out with you guys. Don't want to be breaking the rules. All right. Yes, I do. All right. Let me pray. Father in heaven, I thank you that you hear us when we pray, not because of any of our good works or because of anything that we have done, but what you have accomplished on that cross for us, God, that we can come boldly into your throne and ask. And Lord, we just ask that you'd be with us in these few minutes, Lord, as we share your word and share our lives with each other, that God, you would just anoint this time. God, that you'd bring comfort, healing, direction, deliverance, All those things, God, to the hearer and to the speaker. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I want to talk to you about identity. So that kind of leads into this identity thing. With men, we typically identify with what we do. Right, men? One guy said, yep. All right. 
we pretty much identify with what we do, right? So identity is a big thing in the Christian's life, period. But I've noticed this with gals too. My wife, she's a mom, and she really does mom well, right? Um, but she's also a minister in our house. She's also a gatekeeper. She's many things. She's not just one thing, right? Amen? So let me read the scripture to you. It says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and what? I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I have a funny slide. <clears throat> Hopefully it'll get up there. That poor gal, she gets so many memes. Identity was stolen. Now who am I? Now, I think about this. We live in a culture that we worship certainty. And there is a mystery in following Christ. Can I buy an amen? There is a mystery in following Jesus Christ. He's, you know, sometimes we get locked into this. If I push this button, pull this string, say this prayer, and do this thing, God's going to do what I need him to do. Amen. Everybody was like, whoa, I don't do that. How many, how many know we do that sometimes? They're like, you know, I'm going to do this. Remember when the prayer of Jabez came out? Sold millions of the books. I'm going to pray this prayer. God's going to be the man. He's going to be my new Harry Potter wand. I'm going to be able to wave my wand. And stuff's going to happen now. And, and, and there's just, God is so much more. Everybody say so much more. So much more. So much more. And so we, we worship certainty in America, probably just as humans, period, we want to know, amen, we want to know how God moves and how to make him move and how to accomplish what we need to get accomplished, and everybody said, not me. So think about Thomas. In John chapter 20, um, verses 24 through 27, it says, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, I'm glad he changed his name, amen. One of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. There's an exclamation point there. How many know Jesus was a trickster, amen? Now just think about that. You're kicking with your boys and all of a sudden he materializes and yells at you, peace be with you. I mean, heart attack. (laughs) Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand, Put it in my side, stop doubting, and believe. And from, from now on until eternity, how is Thomas known? You bunch of judgmental Christians. <laughs> Labeling a poor dude. Isn't that how we roll, though? So just think about this. Has anyone in here ever overeaten before? Raise your hand. Okay. What's your name, man? Craig. Craig? Wouldn't, wouldn't you hate to be known as Craig eats all of it? Yeah. Craig? All of the eating Craig. 
Overeater Craig, from now on. Anyone in here ever tell a lie? Okay, sound guy, what's your name again? Brandon, how would you like to be known as Ben the Truth Brandon from now on? One bad moment in your life, and now you're Ben the Truth Brandon. Anyone in here ever lose their temper? I don't see any. I'm going to have to pray for the spirit of truth to come upon this. Angela, you hear me last year? Yeah. Yeah. From now on, she's angry Angie, right? You blew it this one time, and now you are known as, we like labels. We like certainty. We like to know the deal. We want to have the inside track. We want to have the magic. We want to know how it works. We want to put it all together. Amen. Come on now, help me out. You're more than the sum of your failures. You're more than the sum of your victories. You're more than the sum of what you do. Amen. You're more than that. You're more than that. Amen. Who are you really? There was a time in my life I was the musician. I was the guitar player. I wanted everybody to know. You know, when you're ugly, you have to play an instrument or you're going to be single the rest of your life. Amen. That was a lot funnier than you let on. Amen. Then then it was a preacher. I want everyone to know I was a preacher. I've never been a mother, by the way. But amen, I'm throwing that in there. Father, artist, sinner, worthless and lovable. And you could just probably go down the list of all the things that you have done, been, experienced, or otherwise. We like labels, don't we? Come on, church. We like it. We like certainty. But you are so much more than. Everybody say that with me. You are so much more than. You're so much more than. And you know what? So is Jesus. I went through this whole season where he was Jesus the provider. We were always... You know, when you run a ministry like Teen Challenge, my congregation doesn't tithe. So to give you guys a picture of what Teen Challenge is like, it's like all of you moving in with Daniel for a year. And Daniel discipling you and correcting you and making sure you're doing what you should be doing. Any takers? Not even one hand, Daniel. And so you have to really have some faith on some level to pray and believe that God's going to bring finances in. So guess what God was to me for a long time? God the provider. God the provider. Begging God for money. Begging him. On my knees. Oh God, we got this bill. I don't know if you know about it. But I'm going to need you to come through. And just always, and man, God spoke to me. He said, would you quit begging me for money and tell the enemy to get his hands off your money? I'm going to rebuke. Thank you, Lord. I love love church. Love it. It's like, does anyone need a bag of money? Raise your hand. (laughs) Yes, 
I need a bag of money. Things that you won't see people shoot their hands up real fast for. Anyone in here needs some correction by God? Anyone needs some discipline by Jesus? I'm good. So God was the provider. He was only the provider. And when you leave out the rest of the narrative, you get a very narrow view of who God is. And then I went through the season of God the healer. He's God the healer. Anyone need healing? Oh my gosh. Just roll with me, church, okay? Just roll with me. And it was just, he was only the healer. And, And then it was God the comforter. You know, when we lost some family members, God, the comforter, he's bigger than that. He's bigger than all these things. He's bigger than what he just does. Well, that's good preaching, Rick. I know, I know it's so good. Um, So you, because he's so much more than that, guess what? So are you. You are so much more than. You're so much more than what you do well. Amen. You're so much more than what you don't do well. You're so much more than what you do for a living, man. You're so much more than what you do in private. It always gets quiet whenever we talk about the private life, amen. But you're so much more than what you do in private or what you fail when you do in private or what you do well in public. You're so much more than what you do. Identity is such a big deal. And when you don't really have a handle on who you are, you can't really have a handle on whose you are. And when you don't have a real good handle on who he is, it's kind of a dichotomy. You can't have all the things that he says you can have if you don't know who you belong to. Amen. So God was correcting me. (laughs) How many just love getting spankings by Jesus? Nobody. Amen. And it's usually at the hands of something I just can't stand. Or someone. Yes, I feel the same way. And God was really trying to bring me into a place of balance. And so we're doing this building program at the ranch and we're trying to go to 100 beds. And, and I started this whole process in 2007 and we just finally broke ground this year. And I thought this was gonna be so much more fun than it is. Turns out building a building is a bad idea. I thought it was my idea, and God showed me that it was never my idea. It was his idea. And in building this building, it's, you know, four and a half million dollars. It's a big undertaking. Got to pray for that. Got to, you know, you got to fundraise. You got to do all that fun stuff. But it has done things to me that I'm not proud of. Or I should say, 
I have done things under the influence of the building program <laughs> that I am not proud of. Can I buy an amen? And so the pressure was bearing down on me. And here I was, God the provider, God the provider, God the provider. God, you're going to provide. You're going to, I call down in the name of Jesus, finances. I'd say, Satan, get your hands off my money. And I was going to town. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? And I was going to town. I always get nervous when I come here. And they're doing the Holy Spirit scoop thing on me. One gal was over there just, she was scooping on me. I'm like, oh man, it's going to be one of them days. And then they're praying for me. They're jumping me into God's gang. I'm like, oh man, God. It's going to be good. Why stealing, killing, and destroying? We think we have this paused enemy who's, you know, once we're born again and we're in the, I'm telling you, man, when you start walking in your identity, you're going to feel it. How many like the far side? Anybody? I love the far side. One of my favorite cartoons, and I got a real bad case of ADD, by the way. So anyways, here's a deer. They're sitting there, they're hanging out with each other. And the one deer looks over to the other deer and he goes, Bummer birthmark, dude, and it's a bullseye. <laughs> and, and so here's the thing. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, right? We're, we're marked. We're marked. And what's the one thing the enemy wants to take? His bride. He wants to take the bride, Right? And I always think about what a big deal identity is, and I, and I always come back to um, Jesus and the temptation in the garden, and, and that whole thing will mess with your theology. He was led by the Spirit to be tempted of the devil. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like none of that. Can delete that. That's bad. And so here he is, he's being led by the Spirit into the wilderness, no food, man. How many? We're already we're already grumbling, amen. And here's the first thing Satan says. He says, "If you are the Son of God, you will turn these stones into bread." Right? If now here's Satan. It's coming after the proclaimed Son of God. Is he coming with the small weapons or the big weapons? We're coming with the big guns. If you are who you say you are, then Jesus rebukes him second time around. If you are the son of God, you will cast yourself off of there. Angels, you know, he just tries to be tricky and use the word, right? And then he goes to the shortcut. So it's a big deal. If you are who you say you are. So he's attacking his identity we live in this culture where our identity is being attacked constantly. Constantly. Men, women. I was helping one of my guys fill out a college application for here. And it got to the point of sex, right? Male, female, gender queer, male queer, female queer, uh, trans queer. And it just went on. 
And then there was this last box that said other. It's, it's a strange day to be living in because he's even attacking whether it's he made him male or female. He's attacking the family. He's attacking the believer. You know, if, you'd a, if you were really a good Christian, you'd have never done that. You know, if you were a good pastor, people would ask you to speak. It's where you laugh right there, amen. <laughs> Why theft? It's not just enough to steal what is worth. See, the enemy, people do not steal things that are worthless. Your identity is of worth because you are an image bearer of God. You have been created in his image. Don't ever forget that. That's a big piece of our identity. We have been created. We are an image bearer. It's not enough just to take what's of worth. Why, why killing? Because the enemy wants to erase evidence, amen? He wants to take away the evidence of an image bearer. Amen. Why destroy? Because he wants no legacy. I want to leave a legacy. I think you want to leave a legacy. And identity is such a big thing. I love your guys' logo with the little fingerprint. I love it. Because identity is a big deal. It's a big deal. Let me say this again. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Amen? All right. So I like reading. And... I like listening to other things that I don't agree with. I used to just tune that stuff off. But I've learned now that it sharpens why I believe what I believe. So I don't just have this myopic view. I like to listen to other people. I like to listen to different preachers and whatnot. And I have some favorites. I, I really do. Chris Volatone is one of my favorites. He has this blog that he does on Basically, heaven or heaven in business or kingdom in business. And he words this a different way. I kind of changed it around. I didn't ask for his permission, but I'm sure he'll be okay with it. Amen. See, when we live in an identity of lack or poverty, or orphan. There's a lot of Christians that have an orphan mentality. They don't realize they've been adopted, that they've been engrafted, that they've been cut into this thing. And see, lack, you can always see the orphan spirit because it finds a problem in every opportunity. An orphan spirit, a lax spirit, a spirit of poverty will always find that one thing. They're always looking for the negative. While life or adoption or wealth finds an opportunity in every problem. Amen. Lack 
feels entitled. An orphan has an entitlement mentality. Poverty. Poverty of who I am. Poverty of whose I am. Poverty of what I am. Who he's created me to be. While the life of an adopted, amen, feels empowered. Empowered by the spirit of the living God. Now, I'm just going to ask, how many of you have been in here praying for things and they haven't happened? And you're like, God, what's wrong with you, pal? I know you didn't say that, but I might have said that. Amen. What? I don't know if you know this, God. There's a timeline here. I think God's watch is broken. Amen. Or he doesn't have one at all. So this building program, back to the God's been dealing with me, there has been more moments in this whole program where God has stopped me and corrected me than I'd care to share. I didn't realize how impatient I am. My wife knows. But I hadn't got the revelation of it yet, amen? That I have an entitlement kind of thing going on with me and God. Like, hey, you know, I'm doing this for you. This is all, you know. And then the reality of it is, is there's a bunch of my identity attached to success. And God's like, no, 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 no. We're not having that. You're my son. You're adopted. You get some correction. You know, it says in the Bible, if we're not experiencing discipline, that we're illegitimate. Couldn't even buy an amen right there. Can't even buy an amen. Do you know that God loves us so much that he is going to correct us? See, the thing is, if we don't have the full view of who he is, we only focus on the one thing. He's so much more than that. You're so much more than that. You're more than... Your failures, you're more than your successes. How many know we live in a culture where we cover up failure with a quickness? Fail. You didn't see that. We succeed. Look what I have done. I mean, God. Holy Ghost scoop. <laughs> you need some of this on you. Amen. He's more than just what he does. And because he's more than what he does, guess what? You're more than what you do. Amen. Black likes to blame others. for their condition while life takes responsibility for things that are not even their fault. You know, I've learned in leadership that I get to take none of the credit but all of the blame. 
Let me say that again. This is what I've learned in leadership. I get to take none of the credit and all of the blame. Have you ever been like correcting your kids and they're not listening to you at all? And then someone else comes in and says the same thing and your kid's like, oh my God, that was so revolutionary. Lack asks, what are you doing? What are you going to do for me? Life asks, who is worthy of my investment? Lack fears the future while life makes history. An orphan spirit will always be looking. Do, do, do for me. Do, do, do for me. Where an adopted is all about giving life. We're never more like the Lord Jesus church than when we give. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about giving our time. I've learned that following Jesus, he's given me this new thing called the gift of inconvenience. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that nothing ever happens when it's convenient? I never get phone calls when it's convenient. It's always inconvenient. And I have a choice. I can either give life or I can withhold. I can give or I can withhold. Amen. I think I'm done, almost. So the Billy program, last thing. Why am I talking about that? Well, God's used this whole thing to teach me and correct me and here I thought it was about building something. And God's like, yeah, we're building something. We're doing something right here. And I have found that there's just things in our life that God sets up on purpose that are frustrating, irritating. Does, and God's not up there wasting anything. Like God's up there going, yeah, I think I'm going to irritate him today. We give Thomas such a hard time, doubting Thomas. As soon as you hear that name, you go, it's, boom. Jesus never called him that. We don't know why he wasn't there, but I think it's pretty slick that he just poofs, shows up in the house. He doesn't even talk to the other dudes. He goes right to Thomas. Hey, bro, check it out. How many know Thomas was probably feeling all kinds of things at that moment? Wait a minute. It's a really good lesson and be careful what you ask for, right? I think it's so cool that God ministered to his son. He never called him Doubting Thomas. He said, just stop doubting and believe. Now think about this last thing. When, if Jesus is only a healer and he doesn't heal, then what's left? If he's only a provider and he doesn't provide, then what's left? Something to chew on, amen? Think about Martha. How, how do I know that's true that we do that? Well, look at Martha. 
Jesus, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Another narrative says, surely this man who's healed others could have prevented him from dying. So they were all limited by their experiences with Jesus. It says he wept. Wait a minute. Lazarus, come forth. He was more than just a healer. And I think he wanted people to see that. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He's life. Everybody say life. Church, he is life. He's more than just what he does. Amen. He's life, life. He resurrected Lazarus. Church, you have things that you want resurrected in your life? Raise your hand if that's you. All right, I'm just gonna pray for you all right now. Can we do that? Can we just do that? Just bow your heads with me. I'm just gonna pray for life. I'm gonna pray that that orphan spirit that keeps trying to attach itself to you, that that lack, that, that, that belief that God can only do this, that, and the other thing, I'm gonna pray and just believe that God will pull you in deeper, amen? Father, I just pray in Jesus' name. I pray that you're still the God of resurrection. You still resurrect things. You still make dead things alive. And God, there's people in here that need life. Not just healing, not just provision, not just comfort. They need life. God, we need life. I need life. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring life and life more abundantly, just like the scripture says. The thief comes to steal that which is of worth, erase the evidence that of which is worth, and destroy the legacy. But you have come that, you have, that we would have life and life more abundant. God, help us to see that abundance. Help us to be givers of life. Remind us, God, that we need to take what's in here out there and give life, bring life. And God, I pray for encouragement where there's been discouragement. Lord, where there's been family issues that have been unresolved. I pray for life. I pray for life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.